Welcome to Amazon Legends, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became power sellers, also providers specializing in helping sellers, aggregators that acquire sellers, and former Amazonians will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here is your host, Nick Urison. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. My next guest today is actually having his second appearance because he's brought something to the table that every Amazon seller who's building a private label must know about. And uh, we brought him up and actually he reached out to me and he said, hey, Nick, I've got something here that's generating good results. Uh, you want to talk about it? So, so we had a chat and I said, this is a must for everyone. So he's here today. So uh, from his first appearance, you will remember, uh, he's a former English teacher turned Amazon seller turned a listing expert. So he applies all his skills with using the language to turn the listings into something that you can communicate about. He's the founder of Guava Listings that works with brands and also an Amazon SEO masterclass. So when he's not working, he's always traveling. And first time I met him, he was in Hawaii. Today he is in Mexico City. So he's a passionate travel and not travels, but on, also lives all over the world. So with that, it's my pleasure to welcome again, uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie Wheeler. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be back. Oh, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to have people who have interesting things back, but also I'd like to, of course, uh, keep in touch with all my guests and uh, as I do, and uh, you're one of my top guys. Uh, so, uh, so tell me, what is it that you discovered about SEO? Yeah, I think what I've discovered is just applying tactics for like an ongoing slash long-term plan as opposed to just a set and forget that a lot of Amazon sellers tend to do. Yeah, so this is all about ongoing SEO strategies after you launch. And there are things that you do for launch, but things that you must do that are different once you launch. So what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so there's there's three distinct Amazon SEO levels that I've defined, right? One is the foundation, and then the next one would be about expanding indexing. And then the third one, which is a later stage, would be about actually boosting rank organically with SEO tactics. Okay, so describe to us briefly the each one, and then we're going to dig into it and then see you know, what, what is involved in, in, in um, implementing, so to speak, each level? Yeah. So level one is the foundation. A lot of people know quite a lot about this. There's different keyword research methods, mining data from your, your competitors and getting the most vital keywords in. And the goal for that in the first month, month and a half is to index for 200 plus uh, keywords, organically index for 200 plus keyword phrases. Then in SEO level two, which is expanding the indexing, you'll actually kind of go in and revamp a lot of times, mostly your backend SEO, so that you're kind of incrementally over the next few months, expanding your indexing so that you are indexing for 800 plus organic keywords. And then SEO level three is about seeing what valuable keywords, now you've already hit the 800 um, indexing level. Now you'll go and see what keywords are on the bottom half of page one or on page two that you can actually elevate to rank one through 19 through getting them in multiple times. Of course, there's some rules with that, but that's the gist of SEO level three, organically boosting rank on, on valuable keywords. Okay. So since I, I like numbers always, because numbers tend to be uh, agnostic, you know, they tell you the story. And is there a significance to 200 and 800? Yeah, so, you know, 200, like that's that's kind of like your base, right? That's, that's your base. It's the most important keywords, phrases that you will have for your listing. And those are the most important. So you really want to get those first. And then, 
but expanding it to 800, these are the keywords, right? That's um, still apply to your product, but maybe not quite as important, but there's still more traffic opportunities, right? Even if some of these keyword phrases only have a hundred search volume, well, if you're ranking on the top of the page for that, you're going to get all those sales. So it's just kind of going in and just trying to find as many traffic opportunities as possible to, for that 800 number. Okay. So would it be fair to say that the, the 200 is, I mean, because you're going to get indexed for all kinds of words. So uh, I guess my first question is, what makes a keyword one of the most important keywords? Yeah, that would be right through your your initial keyword research, seeing what your competitors are ranking for, seeing what's relevant, of course, in, in my um, in, in my keyword research method, right? We assign a relevancy score to see what's on page one, how many competitors are ranking on page one for this keyword. And then that would be important. Then, of course, looking, of course, at also the search volume and the competition and kind of making your decisions there of what's are going to be your, your most important, right? You're, you're absolutely most important, kind of making the decisions from that point. So uh, in terms of the, the uh, identifying which ones are the most important, so would you prefer the ones where your competitors are you have more competitors on a keyword or less competitors, but also has, so discuss the the, the the relationship between picking, because, you know, the most important is a, it's an unknown. It's different yeah. things that are important to different people. And so for our operation, what makes a keyword the most important? We have how many other competitors are on it? We have the search volume, and and then there is another concept, which is short tail, long tail, and there's another concept of buying keyword keywords versus you know all the other keywords. Yeah. So yeah. the lay it out for us, because at the end of the day, you don't want to be making efforts to get those those 200 on the wrong ones, right? So you want to pick the right ones. So yeah. lay it all out for us and, and tell us how to pick those. Yeah, so it's really important, right? Like I said, um, kind of using like the count if formula, perhaps in Google Sheets to assign how many competitors, that's the relevancy score. So it will show you how many competitors are on page one. If you're looking at 10 competitors and all 10 of your competitors are on page one for this, then it's probably highly relevant for your product as well, as long as you've picked your competitors correct and they're similar to your product. So it's something that you definitely want to look at. Um, and then also, you know, we usually, when we're, we usually do, um a an approach where it's picking ones that it's like a balance right so looking at the mid-level competitions or the the long tails and seeing how many of those already encompass the ones with higher search volume so you're trying to get those you know these maybe longer phrases that already encompass for example right maybe we have white water bottle that we're targeting, but large white water bottle is less competitive, but it encompasses both large white water bottle and white water bottle. So mm -hmm. looking for any times you can get those two in ones and then creating you know, a very balanced, right? So the ones with higher search volume um, should definitely go into your title and your bullet points. That's where you're gonna get the most SEO value, but then also making sure that you're getting these really lower competitions you know, I hesitate to give exact metrics because it does vary per product niche, right? If you're selling massage guns, it's going to be really high competition, high search volume. But if you're selling a replacement product or a replacement cap for this water bottle, it's going to be super low search volume, super low competition. So I hesitate to give exact, but it's really just looking at the market and making sure that you are kind of happy, you have a balanced approach 
to how you're choosing these, these keywords and then always looking for how you can get two in one or three in one kind of stuff. I see. Okay. So when you have two in one and three in one, those are the core keywords that make up those combinations that you're looking for, right? So the example you gave, white uh, water bottle exists in water bottle and then large water bottle. So that, that that's why you would want to go after the water bottle one. Yes. So in other words, that water bottle is going to be one of the 200, but you don't want to include the large water bottle in that 200. No, you wouldn't, you would include that in the, it would be, it would, you get, you would get all three. Um, you know, of course, water bottle is going to be insanely competitive. Um, you will index for it most likely, right? But, you know, large water bottle and or large white water bottle, right? You're, you should be indexing for all of those by just getting in that one keyword phrase. Okay. So those uh, in your uh, creating your target list of 200 keywords, you will only have the water bottle as one of those 200 and then that effort will get the other three, uh, two also indexed right yes yeah so they, they would all be included in that okay. uh, the other one is the competition so uh, going in and checking how many competitors are on page one on that water bottle um so what is, what is the, uh, is there a number? I mean, obviously this is different for every listing. So uh, what are you looking for exactly you have? Because there will be other listings. There will be, there will be competing listings on that particular keyword. So how do you know that, okay, this has a lot of competition or not so much? Yeah, I usually go with, of course, we'll look at the number of competing products, but in Helium 10 specifically, if you're using Helium 10, I like to look at CPR, which is the estimated amount of sales you would need to make in an eight-day period to be ranking on page one for that keyword. And so eight is the lowest, right? So if you have a CPR of eight, that's super low competition. You can rank very easily for that, but most likely it doesn't have a lot of search volume. All the way up to, and then like, you know, maybe like into the lower 20s is, is pretty easy. From about 20 to 50 is a bit more like mid-level competition. And then over 50, it's going to be more competition to, and it's going to be more competitive to rank for that. It's still possible. It just might take you a little bit longer. Um, and those are usually the ones that you want to have, right, encompassed within mid-level and long tails in your title and bullets, right? Okay, so so you're looking at you're judging the competition by looking at the CPR in Helium Ten. So that, that's the main. You know, you can definitely look at competing products as well, and we do uh, as well as title density, which is how many estimated products have this keyword phrase in their title. That's another really good one. But in general, right, if you have to look at something, we're usually looking at CPR as the main. Um, metric for how how competitive it is okay so what about the search volume what kind of search volume puts a keyword on the target list yeah yeah so in general right you don't really want to have anything lower than 300 search volume that would be pretty much the lowest amount uh, that you're targeting. Of course, it varies, right? If it's like something that's incredibly, incredibly niche, of course, like you can go lower. But for the most part, you want a 300, 400 minimum search volume. And then, you know, if it's something like massage gun, then you're probably looking at something where you're going to need, you know, at least an 800, 1000 minimum search volume. So it really does depend on the niche, but in general, more than 300. And yeah, and then of course, you know, of course, you, you want to get it as high, you know, you want to get some higher volume phrases in there, again, like encompassed within these long tails or, or mid-levels. And, you know, of course, that can go, that really depends on the niche. It can go up to, you know, 100,000 for some products, right? So, yeah. Do you really want to go after those ones that have like huge volumes, like 50,000, 100,000? In general, in general, no, not at the start, at least. You want to kind of build up your sales history. But again, like, you know, sometimes, it, of course, like 
because if you already have white water bottle, you're going to get water bottle in anyway. It might not be something that you're really focusing on your PVC. I'm not, I'm not a PVC expert, but um, that is a lot more competitive. However, in the later stages of SEO, you might be able to go after those really high volume phrases. If of course they have to be relevant, right? If you are selling, you know, a math puzzle, a math like educational puzzle for kids, you don't want to necessarily go over, go after educational toys, right? Because it's too general. There's not that much buying intent. It's going to be hard to maintain that rank. But perhaps, you know, math puzzle has a lot of you has maybe 20,000 search volume, let's say, and maybe you can't get that at the beginning, but later on, you can be more competitive for that. So yeah, okay. All right. So this uh, level one, 200. So how long is that? So before you, so you launched it and a week has gone by. So when does the level one start and when does the level one end? Yeah. So level one encompasses, it's, it's the beginning. It's the initial keyword research, figuring out, of course, like writing your listing and getting those keywords in the, the keyword, full keyword phrases. And then making sure your backend search terms or AKA generic keywords on, on some listings are the most important individual words, even if they are already in your title or your bullet points, which will change in level two. But so, right, you'll, if you're selling a white water bottle, you'll have white water bottle, large, you'll have all these keywords in your search terms because it actually speeds up indexing for those, those various keyword phrases and combinations that those keyword, you know, of those words that they can make. Um, it could also, you could also have Spanish and misspellings, but definitely need the, the top individual words from your keyword research in there. And then essentially, as soon as you've launched, you would check back in 30 days to check the indexing. If it's met 200, which in a lot of cases it has, right? If you do, you've, you've done your keyword research, right? And insertion and everything in a lot of cases within 30 days of launch, you will have that 200 level. If not, check back in two weeks. If it's still not at 200 plus, then you might have to actually go in and redo and retarget and kind of reconsider what keywords you're targeting and everything. But as soon as long as it's been, as long as it has that 200 plus, then you can move on to level two. So a month, month and a half. Month, month and a half. Okay. So really... There are several factors here. What you're looking at is, first of all, you, you've got to have a, a target list of keywords that you want to go after. This has to be pre-planned where you got those 200. And then you prepare your listing with those 200 keywords in mind to make up your titles and the bullets and everything else. And then you trigger your PPC campaign as soon as you launch your, you know, if you are in the Vine program that your price point allows and all that stuff is going on because I know it's not your area, but another thing that's important, which will help you ultimately rank up in those keywords is your conversion, right? Of course, so, yeah. And your conversion will be heavily influenced by your reviews. So you want to trigger that review collection process whether it's Vine program or, or any other way. So, so now you are keeping an eye on, okay, you have selected those two key, uh, 200 keywords based on how much com com competition there is, that they are reasonable search volumes for you to go after. So you're not chasing after those thousands and thousands, but you, you're looking at anything between, at the very least, 300. I like to start at 500, but again, it depends yeah. on the category. Yeah. So say uh, 300 to, so maybe uh, 10,000. And that range is a, is a range that you're going after and uh, good enough competition, which indicates demand and the search volumes. And, and then you just simply start tracking and then you make sure in that list of 200, you're picking the core keywords, not the long tails, but the core keywords 
because that will get you going. So is that a good summary of your level one? Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Uh, you can definitely get some long tails in the A plus content alt text um, because it's back end. It doesn't really need to flow very well. Um, and so that's a good opportunity to get some of those longer tails into the back end SEO. But yeah, overall, that's uh, a good, very good summary. Okay. So a month, month and a half uh, gone by and we check and we are indexed for more than 200. And but the first 200 that we said that we wanted to get indexed for, they are in there. So now we start level two. So describe level two for us. Yeah. So level two is again all about expanding indexing. And so here's what you would do, right? For every time that you're going to update keywords, you absolutely should do fresh keyword research. So doing another set of keyword research using uh, the same competitors. Um, maybe you can vary that a little bit just to, to vary the data a little bit, but in general, using the same competitors in level two for your keyword research, and then it will be going back to the back end search terms and changing those, revamping those. So now at this point, you will remove any individual word from the search terms that's already in the title or already in the bullet points. Right. So you if you're selling the white water bottle, you're going to remove white water bottle, large, everything that that is already in your title or bullet points should be removed. And then you can go back and using Frankenstein and, and helium 10 can really help like sort the data. You can go in and just copy a bunch of the keyword phrases, go into Frankenstein, you know, deduplicate and then just kind of build your back end search terms kind of fresh from there. So, you know, anything that you're putting in there should start to index. And it's not just, right, the individual word. Like, let's say we put container, right, um, in, in the back end. It's not in our title and it's not in our bullets. Now you're, you should start over time, right, indexing for water bottle container, large water container, all those types of things, right? So it's, it's all the combinations possibly, and so that's what's going to expand your indexing. Again, in your backend search terms, you can have Spanish, you can have misspellings, you can have abbreviations, right? So just kind of all based on that. And so it doesn't happen overnight, right? It takes some time to get to that 800 and it might take multiple runs, right? You might have to experiment with different, once you've you know, indexed for a container, maybe you go in and you try to index for a plethora of misspellings or whatever it might be to get to that 800 uh, keyword distribution, which, you know, it can take some, some time. It's a minimum of 30 days, usually at least 60 days. And then it can take up to a few, like six months from launch, you know, five, six months from launch is like a good, if it happens sooner, that's great. Uh, great job, but it does, it, it can take some time. So it might take multiple runs of updating your backend search terms. Um, yeah, and then that's that's pretty much the, the gist of level two. Okay, so, so when you start level two, you're looking at your, now, now you have an additional 600 that yes. you wanna bring, right? So, so you have to go pick those 600 and, it, it, right, that, that's the oh, first. It's not necessarily about picking, like going in and like manually picking 600, because uh, when you are when you're playing around with all these like new individual words that you're adding to your indexing, it's like they will kind of like make the combinations. And again, there might be some that have really low search volume, but if you're the one that's indexing and perhaps ranking for, right, you're gonna get those sales. So it's like a lot of times stacking these lower level ones on, on top of each other and these different combinations that maybe you're not even aware of, maybe it didn't even come up in your keyword research. Maybe your competitors aren't ranking for it, but because, or maybe one of them is, or, you know, these lower level um, relevancy scores, but now that you, you're the one that's indexing for it. So, and, and perhaps ranking for it as well. So it's kind of like not necessarily going in and picking 600 words, but 
using the keyword research to make, you know, get these, extract these new individual words that will make all these different keyword um, combinations, co keyword phrase combinations. Okay. So you're kind of making up the long tail uh, key phrases using what's or what you are already indexed for. Yeah. I have a quick word from our this week's sponsor. Channeled is a marketplace and e-commerce partner for growing D2C brands. Our senior team provides a more comprehensive approach to marketplace management, including channel PNL, proven strategies, and better execution. We use a data-driven approach for full funnel Amazon ads, including DSP. Get a free account audit and a $1,500 bill credit during your first three months if you partner with Channeled. Visit channeled.net slash argometrics to learn more. So for the listener's benefit, I just wanted to go back. And for those who are not familiar with it, I want to clarify something. So you mentioned Frankenstein. Frankenstein is one of the Helium 10 tools where you use to make up your titles and your bullets so that when you you, you you pretty much load up your keywords into Frankenstein. And then as you start to make up your titles, it will tell you that you use this keyword, that keyword, and which one is right. That's that's what Frankenstein does. Well, um, so yeah, that's Frankenstein kind of like, it, it works with scribbles, which maybe I'm not sure if that's what you're, like that helps you like scribbles is the one where you're writing your listing and it, it'll tell you when you right. use it. That's what I'm referring to. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah, 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 no, right. no worries. Yeah, so, so Frankenstein is just a tool that can help you kind of like take your keyword list and then like kind of deduplicate it. So it gives you a list of individual words um, that you should use. And then that's really good for using, for creating the backend search terms and for when you're writing your listing, right? So, because when you're writing your listing, right, you're gonna go for exact match a lot of time. But if you get in, if you have the chance to get in an individual keyword, um, perhaps for this, it is, let's say container, right? So we're not, maybe, maybe we're not really super targeting water bottle container, but we want to get container individually in somewhere. And that's what kind of Frankenstein can just kind of help you build that list. Cause it takes all the keyword phrases from your keyword research, and then it, it can spit out just the individual words once so that it's easier to kind of track. You can copy that into scribbles along with all of your exact match that you're going to use and. So yeah, it's just it's just a really helpful tool. It just makes the whole thing easier, especially when creating your backend search terms. Yeah. So so the idea is to get all the, the the keywords that you are indexed for loaded up into Frankenstein, and then that and then have Frankenstein give you the the long tail keywords. Yeah, it, just, it will give you the the Frankenstein will give you the individual words. Yeah. So that like, and those will all make up. Right, the, yeah, the so long term keywords. Make, right? make up the, the combinations that you want to go for. Yeah, yeah, from from the individual words that you yeah. get. So, and one question also I want to get your take on is, so Amazon system is strong enough that if you put five keywords in a particular order it will index you for different combinations of it in different orders right yes so if you are already indexed for certain keywords why do you have to make up different combination long tail keywords if amazon system is already going to index you for it yeah so it's just about like it's really just getting these individual words in that you haven't had before for example if we don't have container in the title or the bullet points we might have a, a keyword phrase in the back end that has container but it's less powerful there or you know so if you get it's just making sure that amazon is recognizing we because let's say we haven't used container for the, our water bottle product it's just making amazon recognize that this is a individual word that it should be indexing for and then therefore that's where all the, so it's not about getting water bottle container, large water bottle container in exact match. Cause maybe those aren't the best or, but we still want to index for it. And so by putting container 
into the individual after we replaced water bottle, large, everything like that, getting that into the back end will over time help you index for every keyword phrase that has container and water bottle or, you know, everything like that. Not every okay. keyword phrase that has container, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. kind of like with the combination so, of the other ones. So, um, okay. So now when you start level two, you're going after the 800. So you've identified which 800 you want to be indexed for by using Frankenstein or any other way to make up the combinations out of the ones that you are already indexed for. So I heard you mention you remove them. Where are you removing them from? From your title, your bullets? So, yeah, so not removing them from the title, but removing them from the backend search terms, aka generic keywords, those 250 character bytes, right? So yeah. you would remove, uh, so water bottle, of course, is in the, the title. So in the backend search terms, then you remove water and bottle and large and white and everything like that, because they're already in the title or the bullets, which then makes room for these new individual words that we weren't able to get in to the title or bullets in the first uh, go, and they're still not there. So that's what's telling Amazon to, to index them. Okay. Yeah. So you keep, you keeping your title and the bullets intact, and then you're yes. using backend keywords. Yeah, yeah. SEO level two is pretty much all just backend work. Um, not that you say that you can't update some things, but in, in general, it's mostly just backend work to get to that 800. Okay. So how about the, the alt tags for A+, plus, replacing those, would that help in addition to the backend? Yeah, so it can. The, the alt text in the A plus content is like the least, like has the least weight in the SEO. So yeah, like it's great to get some long tails in there. And you might already have water bottle container in there. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to index if it's in the alt text. A lot of times it does. Uh, but by putting it in the backend search term section, which is like really important for SEO, you're pretty much going to guarantee that you're going to start indexing for water bottle container type root words like that. So that's so in SEO level two, we're not really um, you know, again, like you can play around with it a little bit. But for the most part, it's really those backend search terms that are really helping the, the algorithm to understand that it should index you for these these terms. On SEO level three, we will play with the, the alt text. I have something important for all my listeners. Sellers lose money on lost or damaged inventory with Amazon, which can add up to a lot over a year. Did you know that there is a way to claim all your losses? Yetida is the global leader in Amazon FBA auditing and reimbursements for Amazon FBA sellers worldwide. They deliver results with no upfront costs. They get paid only when you get paid. Visit www.getida.com forward slash legends to learn more and sign up. And thanks to our friends at Getida, your first $400 in reimbursements will be free. That's www.getida.com forward slash legends. And that's www.getida.com forward slash legends. I have another uh, interesting question that kind of came to my mind based yeah. on one of my previous guests uh, mentioned. So, so anybody listening, if you go back and check uh, Norman Farah, and he's also known as the beard guy. So I recorded an episode with him and we went through a bunch of things. So one of the things that he said was, get someone that you know to post a question for your product. Mm -hmm. And then get, because now that there is a question, and so it has, this, there's nothing here that is a black hat. This is completely yeah. in compliance. Yeah. So get somebody to ask a question about your product. but get them to ask the question you want them to ask so that it can address is, is, uh, something particular. So 
then you answer it and pack it with all your keywords because yeah. questions and answers are indexed. So yeah. tell me what your take is on when to use this capability. Yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, it's not really something that I've actually looked into that much. If I'm just being fully honest, I have heard about it. It's definitely on my long list of SEO to do's to kind of figure that out. But yeah, I mean, definitely there's no harm in trying it. And if uh, Norman's his name, right? Yeah, I, yes. I think I know him, the beard guy. Yeah, if he's saying it, then it must be, you know, tested. And he wouldn't say that without testing it. So definitely a good thing. Now, I don't know about this. Like, so like, please don't go ahead and do this, but it might be something you think about. That might be a place where you can start to, to get in the question might like if, if a customer asks a question that has one of the banned terms like ADHD or something like that, maybe that's a place where you can start indexing for it. I don't know, <laughs> but just, just kind of thinking out loud here. So just, just my own thoughts. Um, because if it's the customer, I, I can't see how they could, if a customer asks a question, I can't see how Amazon could um, suppress your listing or anything like that. So um, that that's one. I know in reviews, right, people will use, of course, like if it's an ADHD product, they might use ADHD or, you know, these types of things um, that Amazon doesn't really like to have in your listing. So that that's one possibility. Again, I have not tested this, just my, my meandering thoughts, <laughs> but. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about indexing the, 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 the content. Now, the other somewhat neglected part of the listing, because there is A-plus content, it's the, um, it's the product description, mm -hmm. right? So there is, for those who don't have A-plus content, product description is displayed. And yep. product description has 2,000... Uh, characters so uh, first let me confirm does product description get indexed even though you have a plus content yes it, it does um again there might be some less less power behind it than the title of the bullet, bullet points and stuff but it definitely does and often what we'll do at guava listings is write the product description, you know, as if it's going to be displayed. So that way, if it's, you know, taking a week or two to make the A plus content with the graphics or get that approved, you have something to display and then something that the, 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 the search algorithm is going to recognize as well. And then you can go in and, you know, change it. You know, typically for a while, I was of the mind of just rate the product description with keywords. Um, I'm starting to kind of look at just trying after the A plus content is up and it's in a category that the product description is not, you know, there's some categories where the product description and the A plus content show. Um, but if it, if it's not showing, which is the most cases, then go in and like write another, like, I don't know, you know, put another like 40 keywords in there or something like that. Um, but again, that might not have the same indexing power as the title, the bullets or the backend search terms. But it's definitely worth worth having and getting keywords into there. Um, so you might want to write it first. If you're still creating your A-plus content or still getting it approved, you might want to just have something that has good copywriting, could be, can be read, and then maybe later go in and just add, take away the tech, the copy, and just kind of add keywords. Yeah. 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 So, so we have some more, if you like, depositories to put keywords in. So the top ones that drive your indexing is title, the bullets, and the backend. The and back then you have the uh, alt tags in A plus content pictures. Yep. And then your product description yep. and your Q&A section. So these are all areas where you can pack in keywords, but of course, they won't be as powerful as the title and bullets and the backend. Yeah, yeah. So the title, bullets, and the backend search terms are definitely the most powerful. Um, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't fill in the, you know, fill them in as best you can. Even your A plus content plain text. You know, I know a lot of people don't like using plain text modules like Guava listings. We use the two standard four image modules, I believe they're called. 
because it's still very symmetrical with these banner size images that people like and probably what's going to be affecting your conversion rate the most. But in those blocks of plain text that still flows, it's still visually appealing, it still um, looks good. You can also get in, you know, a keyword phrase into the plain text there. So that also can help as well. So A plus content, as long as it's text, is also indexed. Yeah, pl the plain text, right? Of course, like not yeah. if you're just graphic designly putting. Right, 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 right. Not, but yeah, your plain text. So that's that's why we do it. Um, there's a benefit to it. And it, you know, I'm some other people might say like, you know, trying to get a bunch of plain text in. I don't really think it looks, you know, very visually appealing or, you know, eye-catching when you do it that way. But with the four standard image, I, I forget the exact name of it, but it's the four that go across. We do guava listings, we do two in a row, and then we're getting a keyword phrase in each of those box of plain text and still making the images nice. And it still, you know, flows really well. And um, our clients have had a lot of success with that, the formula that we use. Yeah. Okay. So we are still in level two and, and I heard you mentioned level two, even though it starts like after six weeks or so, it can go up to six months. Is that the case? Yeah, that's you know, a lot of times. Again, it can happen in 30 days, rarely. It can happen in 60 days sometimes as well, like after, you know, level level one. So, you know, maybe three, four months in. But usually it's it's around the, you know, six month is when you're you're achieving this. It just it really does depend on the product as well. But yeah, so about about six months in is when usually you can kind of expect to be in SEO level three. Level three. Okay. So let's now move on to level three. And what are we doing in level three? Yeah, it's my absolute favorite. Um, <laughs> once I once I discovered this, I was like, oh my gosh, you can do this. <laughs> so <laughs> it's um yeah, I, I really nerd out about level three. So Level three is now, and it really only works once you've had this 800. We've experienced, uh, we've experimented with less. Some super niche products, it might work with less, right? You have to make a determination, right? If you're selling a replacement bottle cap or something like that, right? You might have less, but in tip, most cases, right? It's you hit that 800 plus organic keyword distribution. And then that's what makes, helps SEO level three have its full effect. SEO level three is you identify valuable keywords that are ranked 20 through 50, right? So the bottom half of page one or on page two. These words you can actually very easily be ranking one through 19 on and even one through 10 in some cases, right? It just, it kind of depends. On, but that's the goal of SEO level three is to get these really highly valuable keywords that you're not ranking incredibly well for, but it's still kind of on the radar and elevate them to one through 19, hopefully one through 10 with just organic SEO tactics, no more, you know, no more extra spend on PPC. This doesn't replace PPC by any means, but you don't have to go in and like, you know, put more money into PPC or anything like that. So you identify these, let's call it six to eight, in some cases, it'll be three or four. In some cases, it'll be 10. It just kind of depends on the what the data you're showing. And then you're going to get these keywords in multiple times, right? So let's say that white water bottle is in our rank, you know, let's say it's ranked um, rank 30, but we want to get it to one through 19, hopefully one through 10. We'll have it, we'll probably put it in the title if it's not already there, it might already be there, but if it's not already there, probably put it in the title, bullet points, put it in the bullet points, put it in the product description, put it in your A plus content plain text and put it in your A plus content alt text. Again, it might already be in some of these places, but just making sure that they are. And what that has, and then doing that, of course you can't get all six to eight in the title, right? You're gonna have to make some determinations. You don't want to remove anything that's already one through 19. You might, it's kind of like a surgery on the listing, right? So there might be something that's already ranked one through 19, but white water bottle has way more search volume. So you move that, the one that's already ranked, but has lower search volume. Maybe you move that into the product description or something like that. 
from the bullet points. Like, so, you know, there, there's all the, in my, in the SEO masterclass, you kind of get all of the, the rules, the specific rules. I won't go over all of them right now because it's just too much, but that's the, the general gist of it. So you get these six to eight keywords in multiple, as many places as possible, right? So if you're targeting six, probably you want all six in the bullet points, get all six in the product description, get all six into the A plus content plain text and get all six into the A plus content um, alt text. And what we're seeing, right, is of course, it's not a 100% guarantee, right? There's other ranking factors, of course. But what we've seen with many, many, many clients is that we're getting them into the top one through 19 and even the top 10. We had a client that we got, you know, the, the eight target keywords, I think it had something like 28,000 search volume. They were all ranked through 20 through 50. And then we got them all ranked three through seven. So we got eight keywords that were on page, the bottom half of page one or on page two with just this method, we got them ranked three through seven for, you know, 28,000 searches a month. So you can only imagine how much more organic traffic and sales you're going to get from that. Cause you're in the top 10, you went from top 20 through 40 to now in the top seven and yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So I can see why you would totally nerd out on yeah. this <laughs> because it's uh, really honing in on what's working already. You don't have to start anything from scratch. You are already indexed for it. So now yeah. you are starting to uh, target. Okay, so let's dissect this a little bit more so that we have clear understanding. Yeah. So uh, again, for the listener's benefit, when you say one through 19, uh, 20 to 50, you're referring to where they rank in the search results. And yeah. that is based on each page has 20 organic listings. So um, when you do a search, search listings come up. And those search listings come up in different ways. Sometimes you have just a vertical column where everything is listed in one column. And sometimes you have a grid and, and you are seeing, and in all both of these options, you, you are seeing sponsored listings. Yeah. And you have sponsored brand, you have video ads, you have whatever the case may be. So you'd see those don't count. We're told, and every page will have 20 organic listings. So, so when Eddie refers to one through 19, he's basically saying you are on page one. Yeah. And, and if you are 16, 15, whatever, you are in this second half of the page. But when he, when he says 20 to 50, then you are on either page two or page three. So, so that's the, the first thing. The second thing that we want to clarify is what makes keywords a good candidate to hone in on? Uh, is it the search volume, the competition? Do you apply the same formula again to pick those six to eight? So usually, right, well, of course, it's got to be logically relevant. Like you'll go in and sometimes you'll see some really random ones. So of course, mm -hmm. it has to like logically make sense for your product. Um, and of course, like nothing against you, like nothing. You'll see also probably you're ranking 20 to 50 on some of your competitors, like with their brand names in it. So of course, you can't use that. So it's really because you're at this stage, because you have sales history, it's you're really not even really looking at the competition and not even really looking at the rank wherever you are in 20 through 50, it's fine. I sort it by search volume. And so I take the highest search volume because you're at this phase, right? It's because you have the sales history. Now you're way more competitive for the higher search volume phrases. So going for like pretty much just, just picking your six to eight, depending on how high the search volume is. Of course, it has to be logically relevant. And of course, it just can't have brand names or you know anything that's against TOS, of course. That's how I'm doing it. Now, of course, right, you know, in the very first run of SEO level three, so you'll actually rerun this every three months from this point on. Um, and just, you know, because the, the the thought is right, especially if you're getting these kind of search volume, you, you're getting in the top. 10, five, four, you know, a lot of search volume, you're going to be making more sales. And now, right, you're, you're going to be competitive for maybe some higher volume. So like now three months later, there might be a whole new set of keywords 
that are ranked 20 through 50 that you can now get in. And it's kind of like cycling through it. Of course, it's not a perfect like world. It's not a perfect system, but that's, that's a general idea, right? So, you know, I have some clients that, that they have, uh, they're in SEO level three, but the, the ones that they don't have that much search volume in that they're ranked 20 through 50. But I say, you know, we should still run this, get these ones, right? You'll be making more sales if you still get these six to eight, even if they only have three, 500, 600 search volume, you'll be making more sales. And then hopefully in another two and a half, three months, when we come back to it, there's going to be some more higher volume phrases in 20 through 50 because of how many more sales you're making and stuff like that. So, yeah. So Eddie, can you share with our listeners or viewers, where they can go to get a list of all the keywords that they are indexed for. Yeah, so I um, just go to Cerebro, uh, Helium 10 Cerebro, and then copy your ASIN into it. And you should then see all of the, what, you, what you're listed for. There's a, a metric there um, in the keyword distribution that says organic. And so that's how many um, organic keywords that you're indexing for. So that's kind of where you'll make your determinations. Of, of what SEO level you're in, what you need to do and everything like that. And then you can also get your list, right? Of what's ranking 20 through 50. Something I forgot to mention is that also in addition to the 800 keywords that you need to be indexed for, for level three, you also need to be ranking at least for 50 words that are ranked 20 through 50. That's another, like just a little metric that you also have to kind of um, take into account. Um, yeah, so that that's how you get all that data is through Helium 10's Cerebro. So um, 20 to 50. Uh, so the, those are, so you're saying there should be 50 keywords that rank between, that rank you uh, between 20 to 50. Yeah, before, before SEO level three can really have its like full effect. And these words that they don't even necessarily need to have like search volume, right? They just have to have that like 50 right? It, it could be words that have a hundred search volume. You're not going to target those ones, but it's just an indicator that your listing is ready for this SEO level three is that it has at least. So this is kind of your readiness test. Where yeah. are you ready for level three? So it's yeah. not just a matter of waiting for three, uh, six months and it's okay. Now I'm level three. So you're going to go in and you're going to check that you are indexed for 800 and, and at least 50 keywords will put you on page two or page three or rank yeah. you 20 to 50. Yeah. Once you that, then you say, okay, doesn't matter what, you know, how much search volume there is. Then you, you say, even if it's little, but still those keywords put you on page two or page three, then you are good to go for level three. And then yeah. at that point, you can hone in on those six to eight keywords, pick those out, and then insert them into title, into bullet, into a plus content if you have plain text or all tags into product description your q and a's so you're saying put it everywhere right that's what put it everywhere yeah get get that exact those exact phrases in as many places as possible again not not removing anything that's already ranked or maybe moving those you know all the rules are in the in the in the master class It'd be, there's too many roles, I think, to, to go over all yeah. of them. But it's just being, it's like surgery on the listing. But yes, getting them in as many places as possible because that's what's going to have the effect to, to boost the rank. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that you shared is do this every three months. Yep. Every, every three months, go in and check. In some cases, you can, you know, check, but it does take, a, you know, it does take some time for all these results to, to happen. So you don't want to mess around with it too much. But yeah, every every three months is good. You could even consider doing it every two months, but every three months is a pretty sufficient time to, to do this because then you'll have all the effects. You will, you know, you should obviously also be making more sales, which will then make you more, should make you more competitive for higher volume phrases, perhaps. So it kind of just gives everything some time to make sure that those higher volume phrases are getting ranked 20 or 50. And then, then you rerun it and then you go after those higher volume phrases and you just kind of keep cycling through it. And um, yeah. yeah. Well, th this is great. I mean, you say surgery, but uh, it, it, 
it sounds complicated, uh, but surgeries usually are. But uh, for anybody who's had surgery or anyone who knows who's had surgery will know right after the surgery, it's a whole different world, right? So yeah, the life gets exactly. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's what this does. The, Eddie, this is so valuable information. Thank you for sharing with the audience. So, uh, you know, as you know, my drill is I always, in the end, dig into so who you are and yeah. you already know who you are. But uh, let's now um, get a little bit more uh, detailed into who you are. So tell us about your this, this interest in traveling through the world. So uh, where do you think that came from? How did you get that that first thought about, oh, you know, I think I'm going to do this? Yeah, so really all stemmed from me studying abroad in the Netherlands. And so it's I've always, like, you know, even when I was a teenager, you know, my family actually, we didn't really travel very much at all. Um, so, you know, maybe like to, we lived in New Jersey, we would go to Virginia or upstate New York, you know, so it really wasn't that much, much traveling when I was young, but that first experience of going abroad and living in another country and just really growing, um, a lot, right. We're learning about the world, learning a lot about myself, instilling a lot of self-confidence in myself, which I didn't really have at that time. So that kind of really helped, um, you know, with my self-confidence and everything. So after that, I just knew that I didn't want to live a normal life, <laughs> at least not in the interim. Um, so I, I knew that I wanted to have another experience of living abroad. And then that's what made me look into teaching English in Vietnam. Um, after I worked for one year in an office, but uh, then I went to Vietnam and then it was there that I realized that, and then I, you know, after that, I I thought maybe, you know, I'll go back to the U.S., get a job, regular career. But it was out there meeting people that were working online, sustaining themselves online, finding out about Amazon FBA, everything like that. I was like, wow, I can actually sustain this lifestyle of going to different places while working online, while becoming an entrepreneur. Um and it's just awesome. So like, you know, I lived in Thailand, I lived in Hawaii, I lived in Mexico now, I'll be going to Colombia in September. So yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, different cultures uh, always, it's an eye opener how some things are very different and uh, and some things are very similar, but used in different ways. So um when you mentioned that growing up, you didn't travel much. So, I mean, some people are content with not necessarily doing some of the things that they don't do. That what was it that that you wanted to travel? Did you was it something that you saw on TV or whatever? So I mean, so we're not always doing everything, but we're not. We are not also necessarily desiring them either. So, uh, mm. what was it that got you to say, "Oh, I I want to travel"? I'm not. I haven't done it. Yeah, I, I just think I've always had a just a innate call to adventure, and you know, I couldn't really you know think of anything more adventurous than living in another country and getting totally. Um, you know, just involved with the local culture and learning and everything. So, yeah, it was just this internal call to adventure that I've always had. Uh, you know, I was a, I was an Eagle Scout, so I did a lot of like camping and backpacking trips in the the mountains and the woods and the, you know everything like that. So, um, yeah, just yeah, anything that like has um, it's just like breaking the pattern. It's being in a completely new environment. Like it just really excites me. So I think that's really where it all came from was just this innate call to adventure that I I've had since when I was a, a kid. Yeah. And another thing I picked up on is uh, I heard you mention that you didn't have such a high self-esteem. Yeah. So what was it like for someone who lacks self-esteem to suddenly end up in a foreign land? What was that like? Yeah, I, that was uh 
you know, the first day that I was, that I had went to the Netherlands, you know, and I was 21 at the time. So, you know, quite a long time ago now, but, um, you know, I, I remember just like eating like this, like crappy burger that I got. I was just like, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't speak Dutch. Like, you know, I was really like down and like, maybe I like, I was like, oh, maybe I bit too much that I more than I could chew, like literally as I was eating the burger and then, but also in my, like, I'm like, I don't know, like about this, this is, you know, kind of like head down. And, um, so, but it was like that for like a few days, but then as soon as I started meeting people and, um, you know, some of the girls were paying attention to me more than they did maybe in the U S cause I had that, you know, I was the foreigner. Right. So, um, yeah, I just slowly, but surely, and actually not that long a period of time that all, all those like doubts and those, you know, everything that was going on in my head, it kind of just like, you know, evaporated and, you know, I was just happy and enjoying life, maybe not going to class as much as I should have been. I was always a good student, but not, not in the Netherlands, <laughs> but yeah. I see. So, you know, this kind of speaks to something I always advocate, you know, Life throws blows at you, you know, things come from all directions and some of them knock you down. And it feels terrible when you first get knocked down or something that you're not familiar with, you're not comfortable with, you get hit with it. So the first instance of it, it's really tough. It's you have you feel vulnerable and yeah. But the trick is just hang in there. Because it only gets easier to cope uh, to co-op with it, right? Yeah. You, you don't, it doesn't feel, you know, after five minutes, it doesn't feel as bad. After an hour, it's nowhere near how it felt. It still feels bad. You're still stuck with it. And uh, so so I guess, uh, so in your case, you had you lived with this, you know, low self-esteem thing for 21 years. And then... Here you are in the middle of, you know, a foreign land. You don't speak the language. It feels bad, but then it just got better and better. That's what I'm hearing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's exactly, that's pretty much exactly what happened. And yeah, I mean, that's probably where a lot of my love for travel came from was because the coming up, you know, and the rising up from all that you know, of my past, like really like, you know, happening in the Netherlands and happening while I was traveling, you know, probably has a lot to do why I still have such an affinity for it. And it does like, it's, it just jazz. It still jazzes me up. Like, you know, like when I was coming to Mexico, I was like, all right, like new place, like new people, um, wow. new language, new, new everything. And now in a few months when I go to Colombia, it'll be the same, same language, but you know, still a different way of life, a different, you know, new friends, new girlfriends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into that, but that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> so do you ever go back to those places that you spent a long time and then see the people that you, you met or is it? Yes. A long time? I haven't been back to that, the place in the Netherlands. Um, however, I, the, the good friends, like my best friends, I've, I've seen all of them at least once since I left, uh, you know, it was, it was like, I'm 29 now. So it was like eight years ago. Uh, but, and then I still actually, one of my best friends, um, who's from Korea, who was in the Netherlands, like he lived across the dorm from me. Um, you know, we're still best friends. We're still like, we still see each other. He came to Mexico city. He's actually living in LA now. So I, I visited him in LA and. So yeah, we still see each other very often. So yeah. yeah, that's great. You know, you you this conversation reminded me of something that I heard a while ago, and I'm sure people have uh, you you may have heard yourself. You meet people for a reason, for a season, or for life. Yeah. So you 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 sound like uh, you are someone that people get to meet for a season, and then you move on, right? Some of them, you, you, you obviously stay in the picture, but uh, it looks like you are a very seasoned kind of guy. Meeting yeah, there's a, there's a lot of seasons. There's a lot of seasons. But um, I, I, you know, and definitely at some point in my life, of course, like I'll, I'll settle down in, in one place. But for now, you know, these new flavors of the world, these new seasons. Um, yeah, I'm kind of addicted. 
to it. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you know, the world is changing. So the experience yeah. is great. Uh, great, uh, Eddie. Great conversation. Very valuable knowledge that you shared with everyone. So tell us, you mentioned the uh, SEO uh, masterclass. Uh, tell us how can people reach you and and tell us a little bit about the SEO masterclass. How can people take advantage of it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the SEO masterclass, um, I'm not sure if on the episode you'll link in a form. I'm not sure if you, you do that or not. But if not, um, you can go to guavalistings.com. And on the homepage, there is, you'll, you know, there'll probably be a pop-up that comes up and then, but there's also uh, multiple places to sign up for it on the website. Um, you just fill in a short Google form and then we'll start sending you the, you know, in three modules over three days, you'll, you'll get that. Uh, it's free for a limited time before we start selling it. We're just kind of, you know, want to get it out to the world, get some feedback, you know, probably make some improvements and stuff. So it's free for a limited time. And um, yeah, it'll just go pretty much, it just goes into detail, right? You know, we kind of touched all the surface of it and hit the metrics, but the, the masterclass has step-by-step -step written guides, video trainings um, that I, that I did like kind of demonstrating all of the rules and the step-by-steps and then some, also some helpful templates to kind of help you organize everything. Great. Great. So we're recording this in at the end of May of 2023. Um, when it re uh, gets released, check out the, the website that uh, Eddie shared, guavalistings.com. And if it's free, sign up because it's not going to stay free for long since they are just uh, in the introductory phase. So Thank you, Eddie. Thank you for uh, being another, uh, you know, recording another great episode. Yeah, it's great. It was great to be on again. Before we wrap up, don't forget to visit www.getida.com forward slash legends to learn more and sign up to claim money for your lost or damaged inventory with Amazon. Your first $400 in reimbursements will be free. www.getida.com forward slash legends. And that's www.getida.com forward slash legends. Also, don't forget to visit www.channeled.net forward slash argometrics to get a free account audit and a $1,500 bill credit. You will join the hundreds of DTC brands. They have helped reach their goals. The address is www.channeled.net forward slash argometrics. That's C-H-A-N-N-E-L-E-D dot net forward slash argometrics. Thank you. And this brings us to the end of another episode. And I'll see you on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the episode and share it with someone you think would benefit from it too.